0: So, I am Sam and this is Adam oh. and this is Yeah <laughs> this is episode two of the post millennial uh, Metal Guide Podcast. Woo! And we are discussing the brand spanking new Deftones album Ohms.
1: It so came out this past Friday, uh on August uh, September twenty fifth. Um reprise records.
0: And it is immensely solid, but we'll get to that. First things first, we're going to talk about what we've been listening to this week, because it was sort of a big week as far as metal releases, and I don't know, there's just been a lot of good stuff, to say the least. And one of those good albums that isn't actually good is the new Idols record, Ultra (laughs) Mono.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's okay. That's about it.
0: It's it's such a light six. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> just you're listening to some of the songs, and you're like, these lyrics are so cringe. Like the beat is so bad because it's just the one. It's like the same exact thing for the entire three minute song or whatever.
0: Yeah, it, it just feels like you know they're pretty. Like I guess Idle Sound was never super innovative, but this album just feels neutered yeah. for lack of a better term. Every song is like under three and a half minutes. It's all in 4-4. It's all based around guitar and bass riffs. Mm-hmm. All the lyrics just... They don't really delve any deeper in a lot of the issues that I'd also sort of been known to tackle with a, a more nuanced lens. It's just like, uh, leftist virtue signaling for the entire album. Yeah,
1: it's 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 punk being punk because punk. Um, and <laughs> that's never a reason to be No. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> that being... And I mean I I mean I think there are good al- songs on this album. I do. Um like
0: and I uh, don't get me wrong, I think this album would be will be really fun live. <laughs> like, That's not a good thing. Sam. Can't. You can't say that. <laughs> hey, it's punk. Yeah. But but oh my yeah, no I mean there are some really solid moments on this album. I really like War. I really like um Grounds, Anxiety. Um and they're slappers, but at the end of the day, it just it's nothing really beats the highs from their previous yeah, records. And
1: there's no, at least for me, there's no, there's no Rottweiler, there's no big finish, there's no big climax. Really, like what you would think yeah. is the climax is a hymn, and that is an anti-climax. It's like five minutes yeah, of nothing yeah. <laughs> if I've ever heard it, um which sucks.
0: And it's disappointing because, like in the in the previous two idols albums, they've shown you know real mature songwriting sensibilities. They've shown. Uh, the way they can build a really cool post punk song mm-hmm. and incorporate all these desperate elements with really hard hitting lyrics and good passion performances, and this album just has that. zero. <laughs> so uh, yeah,
1: it's
0: it's like a middling six.
1: Would you? Are you still going to listen throughout the year to the album? Yeah.
0: I've listened to this album four times, and I can honestly say I have almost no desire to check it. Okay, out Okay, fair enough.
1: Fair enough. I don't know because I, I, I mean, really like like I really like war and I really like grounds and I think that both of those tracks do an excellent job being idle songs, especially with the progression that the group has taken. Um,
0: yeah, it's honestly a lot more noise rock influence, and I love that.
1: And yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't want to listen to half the tracks in the song. It just feels yeah, tedious. I, I
0: think. Nertouche pas Moi is like actually the cringiest mainstream music moment of the year, <laughs> of the it's year. So bad.
1: That's 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 big of the year. There's got to be something. Well, I
0: guess we we live in a nice underground bubble that doesn't really uh listen to too many explicitly bad albums. Well, true. So when Idols releases something like that, <laughs> it's going to stick out in my yeah. mind. So
1: mono, light six.
0: Ultramano. Ultra Ultramano.
1: Late six. And, like, album cover that doesn't really fit the
0: tone, I don't think. Maybe? Yeah, Brutalism has a really awesome album cover, and so does Joy's an Act of Resistance. Yeah, this is just
1: guy guy getting hit in head with Bouncy Ball. Like, I, I, I don't, <laughs> get <it. laughs> don't get it. Don't get it.
0: Oh, so that's our take. Any other albums you want to of talk? Of course, about? Uh, we have so many. Uh,
1: um, I've still been ripping that new Fawn Limbs over and over. It's awesome. Go check it out. Um, I've also been listening to the new Ocean album, Ocean Collective, that came out on Friday. Thinner Resort Two, which
0: we met. You mean perfectly adequate progressive sludge yes, metal? Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, I don't know if you're a big fan of like Cultaluna or even like kinda Haken and that sort of style of prog, if you threw those guys together in a nice blender, um that's what the ocean would be, and if you really like the ocean, you'll really like this album. But for me it's a little boring. And the high the highs the highs are high, but the middles are very middle. Like there's there's a thirteen minute song. The first two songs take up half of the album's runtime. It's an eight-minute song and a thirteen-minute song, which are both great, uh-huh. right? And then the other five or whatever songs are all four minutes, and I'm like, okay. Um, so I don't know. If you like the ocean, you're already listening to this album. So yeah,
0: yeah. It seems to be pretty beloved in the prog community yeah. already.
1: So there you go. Um, yeah. What about what about you? Any anything else?
0: Yeah, I have a, I have a a few non-metal albums I'd like to sure. touch upon um so the microphones released uh it was hot we stayed in the water 20 years ago last friday okay. and that's the album that came out right before the glow part two check out my article on that if you haven't already <laughs>
1: well we'll put and it in the description i really
0: honestly <laughs> i really honestly think that this album adds so much necessary context that makes the glow part two work so much better okay because this album, I think it's Phil's second major label release sure. for the, for the microphones, and it's so, so quintessentially early Phil Everham, But at the same time, there's like this really pervasive sense of like childhood happiness. Sure, and it's it's really solid. Like I, I honestly think on my initial few listens, I've enjoyed this more than the glow. Wow, just because it has this like it has this very like ignorance is bliss sort of mindset okay. and it's produced with the same year for really cool two bar phrases that phil has it has the noise influence it has the red house painters influence and it's immensely solid and the glow the song the glow the 11 minute centerpiece of the album is it's really awesome it's amazing it's really solid <laughs> it reminds me actually of on avery island by neutral milk hotel more so than anything well, okay. else I will say, though, it's sort of bizarre hearing uh, Phil Everham just so blatantly talk about sex. I think, like, one of the lyrics on The Glow at the climax, he says, I asked if I could come inside, and you let me in. <laughs> and uh, that's a little that's a little blatant for little my blatant. tastes, and the album has a lot of those moments. Okay. But at, at the end of the day, it, it really does show, like, the highs of the relationship that would sort of be the, the focal point okay. of the Glow Part All 2. Right. And it's really solid. I'd highly recommend it. And I'm kind of upset that I didn't listen to this before the Glow Part 2 because it, it feels so necessary in that album's story. Okay. Base take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. yeah. you. And uh, to nice segue, also non-metal is I've been spinning Tweez by Slint a few more times. I can see you've also been listening to it. I have. Um,
1: I don't know why, but... So one day I was like, you know what? It's a tweeze type of day, and I'm feeling yeah, crazy. and we just—it's so interesting going back to that album every single time because it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> it really weird. is. Um, and there's just Steve. Yes,
0: are these headphones on.
1: <laughs> it's only coming out of one side. No, I. It's just like it's so much different. Like you can hear the influence that would pass on to the band's eponymous land you know what, However many years later, but it's still really out there and weird. Because half
0: half yeah, the song Tweez has a pretty.
1: Yeah, I mean, half the songs have just like a a build to almost nowhere, but like they're so intriguing that you're gonna listen all the way through.
0: Oh, totally! And it really is filled with all these these kids who were just like bored Mm and in like the middle of nowhere us doing weird shit that they could do because they were recording a record (laughs) and it's awesome it really has a nice like youthful energy yeah i agree the the way they recorded a lot of the vocals on this album funnily enough was with the the uh mic excuse me yeah a microphone swinging back and forth in the room Ah. and they just shout into it to get this weird panning effect and it's so cool (laughs)
1: That doesn't, it doesn't surprise is, me. It's pretty yeah. good. Um, I mean, Slint, I don't know. I don't feel like enough people know about Slint, and they should.
0: Oh, no, come well, on. Okay. Any, anyone who knows okay, music but knows But Slint. you know
1: how many people have actually listened to like, Spider Land? I have a good friend who mm-hmm. I talked to music about with um, who is a proclaimed RYM head and Redditor, and he had not heard Spiderland before I showed it to him, and maybe well, that's a personal fault. But like, at the same time, like I feel like enough people I, I don't just, know.
0: I really do think it's like the internet age audience doesn't really get into bands like Slint because Slint are your favorite bands, favorite band. They're yeah. not, you know, they're not an up and coming metalcore bands. No, you're, you're band. absolutely right because they they really haven't been promoted. For our generation, whatsoever, and unless you're browsing RYM or Mew or any of those internet forums, you're not going to hear sure. about
1: them. I will, I will succeed. I will uh, succeed to that. Uh, but yeah, Tweeze, very good. It's mathy. It's noisy. It's something. It's. it's it, <laughs> I don't
0: even. It's also produced by Steve Albini. Yeah. So.
1: It's. It's. It's an album to experience. That is all I will say because it makes you, it, it puts you in such a weird mood um but yes uh
0: okay. we got to talk about the new uada album
1: okay so i didn't have this on my list i've only listened to it twice i'm not a fan
0: i think it's like good i don't know if it's i great. think
1: it's like a white 6. i don't
0: i i think it's a light 6.
1: i was i was listening to it the other day and i was like these, this just seems like like every drum part is the same of just like an open hi-hat or an open crash just sort of like echoing with the occasion.
0: It's black metal yeah, but though. It, yeah,
1: but it's not, I mean I liked Cult of a Dying Sun that came out in 2018 a lot more than I like this one. Um, maybe I need to re-listen to them back to back. Um, but this form of melodic black metal I am not a fan of.
0: yeah i kind of understand it i mean i think it's pretty good for what it is the one like moment that really gets me is the the monologue (laughs) slam poetry at the end of no place here and quite i was like okay what the heck is this dude talking about (laughs) because you know when you're listening to metal lyrics don't matter but holy shit these are bad yeah they're not
1: they're not good at all um
0: it's like the weird edgy brand of enlightened centrism where he's like both sides suck it's, it's just, it feels so contrived. <laughs> it feels so yeah. Contrived.
1: It's uh, it's it's kind of extra. We don't. I don't want that in my metal. Um,
0: <laughs> not in my metal. I know that's
1: awful, but like you know, like I feel like the album needs to be a little bit more impactful for me to truly say that. And I, I was not positively affected by this album. Not to say it was negatively either, yeah. but it it just didn't do it for me.
0: I, th- I mean, I think it's well-crafted enough. It just feels like a little bit tired, I guess.
1: Yeah, it does feel tired. It feels it feels very... Not give-uppy, but... Phoned in. It's extremely
0: phoned. Yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of odd to see a band like Wada release an album every two years on the yeah. dot. Because you look at, you know, every other modern metal <laughs> band in the underground, and it'll be like very spontaneous oh seven years between full lengths oh and then some bands have like one month between full lengths and to see Uada just release on the dot every two years it's sort of an interesting it is yeah (sighs) anywho last album i want to talk about is death's leprosy because it's been my go-to guitar practice album for the past week and Wow, I, I feel like such a, a pleb and uninformed when it comes to death metal in particular, because it's so good, and I feel sort of bad, you know, having listened to metal for however long, that I never really appreciated death's pretty great discography.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I am in the same boat as you, where I'm really not that familiar with death, and I absolutely should be, Um, but I just haven't taken the time to educate myself. I think I've listened through... Symbolic once or twice, but that's it, and that shouldn't be that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, it really yeah, should. So I don't know. I but, yeah, to me- I enjoy it, oh, sorry. but you know,
0: to make a long story short, it's just it's so phenomenal. It's so riffy. <laughs> All the songs build masterfully. They have kick-ass moments, and I'm a huge fan. And I feel sort of bad that I've been listening to metal for this song and haven't given death or a lot of their peers the time of day. Well, at least you're getting it now. Yeah, right. But holy heck, the riffs are so <laughs> fun. I've been, like, just playing the chorus of Leprosy in my head for, like, the past few There days. you go. It's, it's really yeah. awesome. uh, any, uh, any final albums you'd like to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I have them? a few
1: that I would like to touch up on. Uh, the prescription album that I was talking about last week um, I don't remember the, t- the name of the album. I'm gonna look it up while I'm trying to talk about it, but it's some pretty, I guess, standard black and death metal, um, with a bit of Doom influence. But I will say, it's got some really, like, intense moments of just sort of chaotic, noisy fury that I really, really like. Um,. Definitely check it out. I mean, it's a good album for what it's worth. Uh, I don't know if it's spectacular yet, but uh, definitely good. Um, So check that one out. Uh, I also, after our conversation on our last topic last week, I re-listened to the um, Neptunian Maximalism album a few times, twice. That album is awesome. Yeah, (laughs) it deserves all the credit it's getting. But it is, I can totally understand, like, why I wouldn't, I can't listen to that album every day.
0: Yeah, it's it's more of an experience than anything else, and it's so bizarre, even for, like, avant-garde metal fans. It's just, it's so out there. It's very jazzy,
1: very tribal, very cool, um, (laughs) but very, very interesting. Um, and then finally, 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 um... The there's an album by a band called Panzerfaust who are from Canada, I believe. They're they're a Canadian black metal band.
0: They're called Panzerfaust, and they're from Canada. Yeah, aren't I know.
1: Um, their newest album, um, "Sons of Perdition, Chapter Two: Render Unto Eden." I know you're you're cringing already. Um, it came out in early August, I believe, and I've been playing it on my radio show a lot. Um, but I'd listened to it a few times and I was like, okay, this is good, but I'm not super impressed. But I listened to it again and the second track, um, which is explicit and it's the most popular track, so I can't play it on the radio. But I re-listened to that song and I'm like, holy shit, this might be the best black metal song of the year without question. Um, and so I re-listened to the album and I was like, holy shit, the last song in this album also might be one of the best black metal songs of the year. <laughs> and so I listened to the whole thing and I'm like, well, holy shit, this might be the best, one of the best black metal albums of the year. Um,
0: I have to actually check it out yeah. then.
1: It's it's esque but also, I mean, what isn't Migla-esque at this point?
0: Yeah, honestly. Um
1: it's a esque, but it also sort of has it like you can definitely tell it's Amer- American black metal. Or
0: you uh, uh you mean Canadian well, black yeah, metal? Well yeah, North American
1: black metal should be, I guess, the correct term. You can tell that like, y- you know, it's westernized, I suppose. Um uh, but yeah, but exactly. definitely very, very good. Um,
0: looking at the band's medal and page, all the members have really edgy ceilings.
1: <laughs> you know you know it's good. <laughs>
0: um And on that note, I think we can move to our discussion of album of the year.
1: All right, I don't know if I'd go that far.
0: No, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. <laughs> but the new Deftones album, Ohms. Yep. So Ohms came out on Friday, I think, as you mentioned. Yeah. And in one sentence, it's Deftones done well. Yeah, it's good Deftones. Um. But I mean, I'm sure we can definitely go a lot deeper, but. It's this seems to be sort of the consensus in the, the wider music community that it's just a really solid album by a band that only releases solid albums. And I do think this is uh definitely better than Gore. I think it's definitely better than their weaker efforts, and I think with time it'll like supplant Koino Yokan and Diamond Eyes is like my favorite album of theirs. But as of now, like seven or so listens in. I think it's pretty solid, and it's definitely in the top half of their discography, but I don't know if it's their best.
1: I'm in basically the same camp. Um, I think that it already has surpassed Koina Yukon for me. Um, Ooh. I personally have a boner for um, Diamond Eyes, always, forever. I, yeah, Diamond, like there's just
0: it's so weird looking at the uh, modern metal community because it seems like everyone that got into metal past the year 2010 just loves Diamond Eyes. Yeah. unequivocally.
1: I mean, I I don't know, dude. Like you've seen the Butcher Rocket seats, like all those tracks are just bangers. Even if they're like not like good Deftones tracks, like they're just it's just good music. I think.
0: I I totally understand. I mean, Diamond Eyes is a phenomenal yeah. album. I really do think. I think we both listened to the Deftones albums we were less familiar with for this uh, for this discussion. And oh my god. Deftones have a sound. Yeah, they have a sound. For sure. And, I mean, you can spend time debating the nuances of that sound, of that particular sound, but basically from White Pony onwards, their albums are going to be <laughs> presenting more or less a very similar yes, artistic vision.
1: Like, there were some tracks on their self-titled that I didn't know that the song had changed and that's bad but like, you know <laughs> that's just the yeah, we, you
0: know, we could listen to three hours of Eam Vald or whatever and be like huh, this is nice and interesting but the second we hear two Deftone songs <laughs> we're like, oh wow uh, chorus is, is a little contrived yeah, on this literally. one
1: I mean, it, it's all uh, with love though because you know, this band is really great and I think that most of the internet world and music world in general just already knows that
0: yeah, I mean find anyone who's into just the very, very wide world of modern rock and try to find someone that actually dislikes the yeah, deftone. It's impossible. And I just you look at all these publications and regardless of what they cover, whether it's like modern indie, metal, rock, just the music world larger, and every single one of them loves Deftones. And that that's no coincidence. No,
1: definitely not. I mean like you have to be doing something really, really right. <laughs> to be in that position where you are loved by so many different
0: avenues of you know the industry yeah and i think the the tag that I always gets applied to them is the best new metal band that were never new metal <laughs> and i mean that's that's probably right i would that's I listened really well. to Adrenaline earlier today, and wow, that album hasn't aged well. But at the same time, it's not bad, and you can still definitely hear their, their more mature sound. I actually,
1: I would even go so far to say that re-listening to Adrenaline earlier today as well. Um, I enjoy that album a lot.
0: Yeah, it's solid. Like, it it feels really emotional in a way that a lot of the more commercial new metal never really did. I think Chino's voice floats beautifully um, i mean i, I, I think Chino's really harsh just melodies.
1: one of the best vocalists in modern music arguably um
0: i wouldn't say music but he he's pretty great
1: i don't know i mean like, like he has the ability to just like like i, I don't want to be too vulgar but like you know he has a very erotic way that he sings but also a very frightening way
0: yeah it's i totally feel it he like in all of his vocal performances you get this this really nice sense that not only could he sing you to sleep but he could also rip your head off and that's a powerful thing and it definitely toes the line between uh, the genres that deftones flirts with really nicely Mm -hmm. because You got the more emotive side of things like the the def- definitive screamo influence and the the more hardcore side of sure. things and then they also toy with the, their mashuga polyrhythms and down tune guitars and very metal sensibilities yeah. and i think if we if we wanted to look at it academically that's definitely why deftones have been such a force for so long
1: yeah, I agree with that um
0: so want want to talk about the album specifically
1: yeah i mean what what do you think your favorite tracks on this wonderful project were?
0: So I think uh, the standouts for me are the opener Genesis, the spell of mathematics, and I really love uh, the closer too. Funnily enough, the two signals. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I was given a little more time, I'd love all the tracks equally, but I think the standout for me is the spell of mathematics. Okay. I really love that tune. For me? Also, the chorus for Ceremony is phenomenal.
1: I agree with that. Wholeheartedly. However, I think my favorite track, on the song is this Link is Dead.
0: Really? Um, the rap metal track? I know,
1: I know. It's cringe, but like I think that and this guy hates Limp. Bizkit. I think that song goes hard.
0: I agree, I agree. It's def- I think it's a better version of the Elite.
1: Yes. It's one. absolutely the better version of Elite. Um Yeah. I,
0: yeah, the riffs are sick. She knows vocal delivery's sick. They just
1: know
0: what they're doing, man. <laughs> they really do just know what they're doing. Because uh, one of my favorite reviews of this album was from Stereo Gum, And they sort of, in it, they compare it to a Sludge album more so than anything else because of its use of texture. Yeah. And I totally see that. Because I think a big issue with some of Deftone's weaker songs from their later works is that it's a little too immediate. That makes no, sense. I totally agree. Like if you listen to Koino Yokan and the first time you hear that album, you're just like, "Oh man, this is the clean chorus. <laughs> this is the bridge. This is the verse." Yeah, and it's very, it's very direct, uh, and that's not a bad thing. But you know, we prefer texture. We prefer our atmospheric black metal, right. and this album just has a very, it's been said a lot, but mature sensibility to it. It's not hammering you over the head with, oh, intro, verse, chorus, verse, bridge. Chorus, chorus. Even though that's the structure for every song, it feels just so much more natural.
1: I also just feel that this album has a lot more weight to it. All the all the guitars are produced way heavier, I think, and way more droning, which really gives it a shoegazy quality to me that I personally really enjoy. Because like you can kind of hear it with their sound. I mean, their riffs are kind of like already sort of hypnotic as they are. And then you throw on the reverb and, you know, the distortion, and it just becomes, like, purely... um, uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, purely I mean, two-gaze. all the
0: songs... All the songs, funnily enough, when I was listening to this, reminded me of Lode's album. Yeah. Or the Hum album. And it's, it's funny, because those bands have <laughs> inspired each other in, in cool yeah. ways. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, all this... I think what makes Deftones really potent is their ability to like mask metal riffs in these shoegazy and indie qualities. Because on one end, you got the absolutely banging, genty, like down tuned oh, yeah. metal guitars, but they're covered in like four layers, and three of those layers are synths or ethereal textures. And it, it just it coalesces into this wonderful soup that yeah, it showcases melody and heaviness, mm-hmm. and they really walk that fine line well.
1: Yeah. I I totally agree with that. I, I think that it, it's really... And it, this band's been around for so long. It's, yeah, 25 it's years. It's so foreign to have such a consistent output for such a long time.
0: It makes no sense. <laughs> it really... It really does, because I... You look at Theftone's discography, and sure, there are albums that aren't as beloved as the others, but th- this band has, hasn't has released anything that's worse than, like, a 7. Yeah,
1: ever. And they're still making music, like, happily. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, they're, you know, like, even, like, someone like Tool, who, you know, we, we both love, you know, I, I don't know if they were fully happy with Fear Oculum. Just because, like, they're already working on new music.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. There's a certain sense of, like, they're coming out of the woodwork because they need to cash that check. And with Deftones, it's like, oh, no, this band has just released an album every few years. They feel fully formed. They each feel like statements in their own right. And that's that's so... Ri- I can't think of another band in, like, modern music period that, that's done that. Except, like, maybe Radiohead. Maybe Radiohead, but even then, like
1: you know, you have division on like the King of Limbs. Um,
0: and I think Adrenaline's a better debut than Paul Wylie. I, I would have concur. So, does Deftones have the most consistent discography in music? Then are they? Are, <laughs> they, are they? Are they the band? I mean, I don't know. I think it's. I think we'll definitely need some context, but there's a reason why they're so beloved, and there's a reason why they've only gained fans. Like, you look at a band like Korn, or a band like Slipknot, or even Disturbed, and they had their clear peak, and since then, they've been hemorrhaging fans and hemorrhaging listeners. Sure, yeah. And Deftones, if anything, they've gained listeners, and I think it really speaks to their longevity, the novelty of their their style, and their ability to incorporate new influences and evolve in a really consistent Mm -hmm. way. As to, like, I I think when we were getting into metal and when we got into Deftones, like however many years ago now, we were like, oh wow, this is cool. And then we've just listened to them since. And a lot of those bands that we initially got into metal with, you just you don't stick around because yeah. it feels like they have less to offer. Well,
1: yeah, because I mean, I totally remember you know going into the record store and being like, oh wow, yeah, there's this new Gore album by this Deftones band that you know I like White Pony, it's a good one. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy, because I, you know, thinking back, there is no real band that you can just reliably go back to at this point.
0: Yeah, and, they, and it's not like we're talking about, like, a string of three albums. We're talking about nine albums <laughs> released over 25 yeah, years.
1: So that are all... That's yeah.
0: ridiculous. It's it's I stunning. Mean, I think Cannibal Corpse has a pretty solid discography, but I've never listened to a Cannibal Corpse album,
1: so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that either.
0: Um, I would like to talk about some moments in the album that I absolutely adore. Go for it. I think, like, I-, I touched upon it earlier, but just really Deftone's ability to make these, so- these songs and these transitions sound so natural, it-, it just feels unique. They're able to make these moments of pure beauty in what might seem like a pretty rote formula. Yeah, And I think uh, one of those, the first track, Genesis, the bridge of that... It's it's so cool, it's so phenomenal, interpolates the melody in a really nice way before leading to the final chorus. uh the chorus of ceremony is sick so awesome um and I think really all every song on this album has one of those moments where it's just holy shit, this is both beautiful and terrifying. It's very romantic in that mm-hmm. sense, and it i i I think. It's been said a lot that this album's definitely more of a grower, and I totally agree with that. I would, I would agree. Because it doesn't it doesn't reveal all of its strengths immediately on first listen, but when you've gotten a few like listens in, you just start to notice all these really beautiful and subtle uses of songwriting techniques. It makes the whole thing pop. I agree.
1: Um, I can totally see and match the It's a Grower because when I first listened to some, I, I I can't lie, I was not that impressed. I was like, okay, you know these these are cool Deftone songs. Like, I'm gonna listen to this album again, but you know, it, like for me, I didn't see uh, a be quiet and drive. I was like, there's no moment in this album that's just gonna make make me like really appreciate it for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But. I don't know. As it as it has grown on me, I feel like that with time I can definitely see some of the tracks on this album being my favorites. And like mm-hmm. the closer is really awesome. The opener is really awesome. Um
0: and that's how you make an album, you bookend it with its best yeah, tracks.
1: And but even amongst the the inner parts of the track, there are still like super great songs
0: yeah no i agree i really don't i don't think any track on this album is worse than light eight and that's pretty damn great because it makes the the experience like really seamless it flows nicely and there are natural peaks and valleys when it comes to pacing Mm -hmm. and like i think some of the best albums of all time like we mentioned slint earlier spiderland starts with its best track and ends with its best track yeah I I agree. I think that's a winning. I think that's a winning. A winning formula, formula. <laughs> to say the least. Um, I'd also no. I'd like to mention or talk about the lyrics on this thing a little bit. I haven't even gone just into it because.
1: So good on you for going in. Oh,
0: there. I'd ho- I'd highly recommend checking them out. I think an issue I have with some of Deftones' earlier stuff is just the super direct, <laughs> like "I'm a teenager" lyrics. Yeah. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Around the fur and white pony awesome awesome albums but some moments just feel a little forced
1: (laughs) yeah i agree
0: as someone who is you know you know fairly young some of them still feel really forced like i love passenger six song (laughs) but uh it's like it's 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 about car sex okay it's very blatant or like um here's my new address six (laughs) six four or uh I'm just thinking of all the White Pony songs, because that's the album I know the best, but there are some some moments that you listen to them, and you're like, okay, that's kind of dumb. No, yeah. Oh. And on this album, it sort of toes the line between very direct, um, like, personal experiences and, like, incredibly lofty metaphors, and that's where I like my my indie-slash-metal lyrics mm-hmm. to be. Like, the song Arantia is based off of this bizarre pseudoscience i don't want to say pseudoscience but it's a new age religious text from uh the 50s that um it's sort of like a combination of the bible and the Quran. oh and also incorporates elements of sci-fi
1: interesting
0: and and i think the album has all these really nice themes of like um I guess, religious subtext and growing out of nothing and, like, realizing your place in the universe. And don't get me wrong, it's metal. I think I said earlier, lyrics don't matter too much for me, but it's just nice to have those subtexts. So if you want to delve deeper and read a little between the lines, you can find something of substance there. that's
1: good. That's always, you
0: know, an extra layer of, hey, this is nice. Um, Yeah, it's it's great, because... I, I think certain Deft, <laughs> think certain Deftones songs and albums don't really. Yeah, play. I would. Agree. And to to see an album that does is it's nice. Mm-hmm. Or even the even "Alms," which is fairly direct. It's like we're surrounded by the debris of the past. It's too late to cause a change in the tides, so we slip into our sea of regrets. As I stare, and like that's that's not the most profound sentiment ever, but it's nice. It's broad. You can read it in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and it sounds cool. Yeah,
1: fair enough. So, do you have anything that you don't like about this album?
0: Um, I do, and this is no fault against the band. I just think it's a little formulaic. And I don't think that's a bad thing, because Deftones have a sound, and they do the sound damn well. But there there aren't too many moments on this album where I'm like, oh wow, I've never heard this done before. Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's as we would say, samey. Um, but I mean, if you like that same, if you like that sound, you know you're gonna have no issues.
0: I think one of the issue people had with Gore is because it's also pretty samey, except the the highs are really obvious. Right. Except on this album, it's all pretty similarly great. I w- yeah, I would agree. It's very even. Um. But yeah, I mean, there are no moments where I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe the tones would do this. <laughs> And I think that's, for me, what prevents it from like going up to a 9.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: Because it's executed great, it sounds great. But, like I think this album really doesn't have too many flaws. It's the only thing. is like This band have been doing it for 25 years, and it very much sounds like they've been doing it for 25 right. years. And, and sure, they have a mastery of their sound and their songcraft and whatnot. But at the same time, I'd like to hear them go a little bit further. Sure. I recognize that that's probably not going to happen, but... And it really doesn't need to happen, but I think that's my main criticism of the record. I I think though. No, it, go for it. Oh, I think though that if like you're a huge fan of Deftones and you just love everything they've done, and you're not really looking for them to rewrite the book, though, like this album could easily be. a Oh yeah, there's there, really there
1: This is a perfect slot into the Deftones catalog, and I don't think anyone can argue that.
0: Yeah, they execute the Deftones sound perfectly across <laughs> ten tracks. Yes. Like what? What more could you want from a beloved right. band? I wish we had gotten oh, that with Tool. I'm sorry, you were saying something, Adam. I wish we had gotten that with Tool. Um, <laughs> yes, I wish we had gotten that with Tool too. <laughs> Read our, our review of that if you have. Yes, uh,
1: Also on the website. Um, I was gonna say, and I know I also cannot fault the band for this, but I do not like the talk box screens. I don't like them. Um.
0: Really, I love the talk box. Screams. Yeah, but
1: the the his screams on basically anything. I think, bef- probably I don't know exactly when they shifted. But like, I get Chino's an old man now. Like he's probably yeah, dude, he's like 50. fifty. Yeah, like I get it. But like, there is just something so visceral and raw about the stuff on around the fur and adrenaline, and even on White Pony. That like really gets me going. It's that it's it is the new metal edge, and while I think the talk box.
0: Adam confirmed loves Limp Bizkit. The, while
1: the talk box edge is good, I don't think it hits that emotional sort of really intense stuff that I really dig about the early Deftones side of their sound.
0: No, I totally get that critique. I will say though, to counter that, I think you know, all these songs sort of act as two compositions. I really think that the talk box helps the, the vo- voice become just another instrument. Oh, yeah. And in some of the more hard-hitting moments, the talk box screams on, like, Genesis. I think they they yeah. effectively do their job, and they still sound awesome. They're just, you're right, they're not as immediately hard-hitting as some of the other stuff.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That's right. Um, but, you know, I I uh, will
0: however say it. I'd like to see them do it live, and I I imagine if they're doing it live, they it'll probably be a little bit more uh hard. Yeah, because
1: uh, Chino will do
0: that screen He will,
1: I think. I hope. I haven't seen Death I, live. I hope. Please, someone who's seen Death Sounds live, comment and say whether he does the screams live.
0: Hey, well, we were going to see them live before COVID. Uh, that is very true, and they've rescheduled that tour what? to
1: next year. I think. Hopefully, that will be. A thing. I thought I thought they already <laughs> rescheduled it. I don't know. Um,
0: no, they did. They rescheduled it to August of 2020. Okay, alright. Of course, it's an arena show, and that's unfortunate, but <laughs> they are a huge band.
1: Yes. Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have a new Gojira album then, too. Oh, gosh.
0: Stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do want to shout out uh, Deftone's keyboard-slash-samplist on this album, Frank Degato. He's been part of their um, the band since 2000. 2000- Yeah, 2000, since White Pony. And he really shines here. It's sort of like the contortionist keyboardist. Yes. Nothing is super in your face, but it's just a really masterful use of texture. And I think every single song, if you pulled the keyboard out there, it would feel so empty and so Yeah, it would
1: be very, very hollow. Which is something that I I feel like the Hum and Loathe albums sort of have the issue with.
0: Yeah, and it's really... it just feels very natural in, like, the samples and the keyboards and whatnot. They're serving the songs in very natural ways. And that's that's something you really don't see too often in modern um, stuff like this. Totally.
1: Absolutely. So, I don't know, do you have anything else to say? I mean, we've pretty much praised this album to no
0: end. I mean, it's I, there's a reason why so many outlets are calling it, like, the album of the year because it's it's Deftones operating at their peak. Now, do you what more could do you do? You think
1: that it's up there in album of the year contention?
0: I think to have that conversation, we'd have to discuss the maxims one uses to judge album of the Very year. Very true. Because I think if you're looking at it like, does this album achieve what it's trying to achieve? Then hundred percent, this album's up there. But I think if you're looking at it as, like, big artistic statements on the world at large that utilize their medium to the fullest, I don't know if it quite makes it that. I think if I was a bigger Deftones fan, this would definitely be up there. But, I mean, I like Deftones, and I've listened to all their albums, but I've never been a huge, like, lover of their stuff. Well, so,
1: I guess what we have to say for the fans is... Will it be on the top twenty, the top forty of two thousand twenty lists? Uh,
0: if we're going all the way up to forty, then of course. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> if we're going up to like ten, maybe. I don't know.
1: There's a lot of good stuff this year.
0: Yeah, this year's been phenomenal, and I I don't know if just now like. Ah, it's uh, it's tough. I really can't answer that question right now. I'd really need to think about it somewhere.
1: I I, I'm in the same boat because like currently, I don't even have it like in my little ranking list. I don't even have it like put anywhere. It's on this side.
0: But at the same time, it's probably the best mainstream metal album of the year.
1: Oh, without a doubt.
0: And that's like mainstream metal's gotten shafted recently. (laughs) So to see like a band. That straddles the the genre lines so well, and see them just so beloved and knock it out of the park. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: what's the competition? Code Orange? That's not metal. Okay, but in the metal (laughs) underground, what's the competition? It's Code Orange. I think. I don't know who else. Uh,
0: Apparently Enslaved dropped a really good album. Did they?
1: Yeah. I've literally never listened to an Enslaved album because I don't find it entertaining
0: um <laughs> no i but i think that's a good point i i, I really like oh sorry there's a new cory taylor album coming out will it be as good as this one how <laughs> that's that's actually impossible Yeah, that is impossible yeah but definitely the best mainstream metal album of the year and i could definitely see it crawling onto the, our year endless yeah i i agree with that i think though if you have a deftones tattoo and like they're your first band <laughs> like you're you're just you're in a constant orgasmic Mm. bliss because it's just such a great album it's so solid yes it is it's also really fun and that's something that i know a lot of metal struggles to be
1: but yeah it's such it's such a a sad boy and angry man genre
0: (laughs) and this album is both sad and angry but managed manages to be consistently entertaining yeah so i really appreciate that yeah well, okay. Strong, yeah, eight. Strong,
1: strong eight. I agree. Um, and a grower. Strong eight and a grower. Not a shower. Yeah, not a shower. Grower, definitely. Um, but okay. Alright. Segment done.
0: Segment done. Alright, let's talk about the incredibly news. slow news. Okay, week.
1: well actually, I have a little bit... I have a lot of album announcement news. And if I may go first, yeah, no, was... if I may go first, I have I have a few things that we can tie back to Deftones.
0: Alright, alright. So right.
1: I learned that the remix album of White Pony is coming out very soon.
0: <laughs> I know, I saw that. Isn't it like an electronic remix album? It's an electronic
1: album? remix album. It's gonna it's it's celebrating the twenty years since White Pony has come out. Um and they're putting it they're putting the finishing touches on it. Um and yeah, it'll be I think it'll be cool.
0: I mean, I'm I'm sure it will be cool. I don't know if I'll listen to it every day, but
1: Yeah, but it's interesting.
0: I guess I'm happy that it exists.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um and then one more another Deftones related um <laughs> news piece. So I'm just going through the news, trying to find some news. There is a new band.
0: Oh, the, uh, the Sumac... Or no, sorry, the Isis and Chino Marino project?
1: No, that needs to be said by you. This one is oh. Stephen Carpenter and Sith. What? Yes, okay. Stephen Carpenter and sick. Um That's awesome. Yeah. The project is called Sol Invicto. Um, and from what I can understand... It's um, Stephen Carpenter, Deftones' guitarist, uh, and the drummer and bassist of SITH, basically playing like I don't want to call it drum and bass gent, but it's kind of drum and bass gent. They put out a. Is there
0: music for this? There song? is a
1: song for it out. I will send it to you. Um,
0: okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> that's a, that's a very exciting collaboration.
1: It, it, and. I gotta say, like, it's pretty good from what I, when it, from the one listen that I did of it, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's that's my other Deftones based thing. And then my other, just to wrap up, my other release radar sort of
0: Sumac, thing. Sumac, Sumac, Sumac. Well, Sumac,
1: but, like, this is news related, though. Um, oh, oh. Jezu, who, for those who may not know, is, like, one of the biggest drone metal projects past two thousand um is putting on a new record November thirteenth November thirteenth but cool. that's all
0: yeah there's there's been a lot of high profile announcements for yes
1: some. um and then we'll go we'll go into what's coming up this week later, but I thought I would mention that there are new projects sprouting and yeah. Things happening.
0: So you're not going to talk about Ozzy Osbourne's new album? Huh? That one came out
1: like forever ago.
0: He just announced he's working on another okay. one.
1: <laughs> I did not see that, nor <laughs> do I want to see that. Be- especially since he said that this was going to be the last one. <laughs>
0: shh, shh. On that note, I'll, uh, I have a few news stories I'd like to Please, talk about. Go for it. Uh. So. There's a, I, Of course, I'm going on the, the widely acclaimed news sources, Metal Sucks, <laughs> Metal Injection, and Loudwire for my metal Classic. news. And Metal Injection actually had a cool article they did about how every band is just going to cancel their tours for this upcoming year. Yep. And it was a little depressing, because they, they specifically referenced the booker behind the amazing Imperial Triumphant Abigail Williams Bortegaard tour. Stop, stop, I forgot about and, that tour. I know. Well, that tour was initially rescheduled to February, but the booker came out like this week and was like, yeah, obviously this isn't going to happen because the state of the world and on a more depressing note, like (laughs) Metal Underground tours are just going to be unbelievably fucked for years to Mm -hmm. come. And he cited not just COVID restrictions being different in every state and every country, but also the fact that a lot of these venues that were hosting these smaller bands are just not in business anymore. Yeah. And if you want some nice, sad news that will uh, make you reconsider live music for the next few years, I'd recommend checking that out. <laughs> that's on what? Oh, uh, that's on Metal that's Injection. That's on Metal
1: Injection, okay. Um,
0: additionally... I- I just sort of want to touch upon the fact that a lot of high-profile hard rock and metal musicians are now doing endorsements of Biden.
1: Okay, true.
0: And I I, I think, I guess it's important to, to acknowledge that. Sure. Um, It's sort of weird. It's sort of weird. I don't know exactly how to feel. I think
1: remaining it, but, um... bipartisan and... <laughs> what do you well, think okay, remaining? Just, just vote. Just vote.
0: Just, just vote and don't vote for Trump.
1: Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's about that's it. In, it's it's it's. it's I, I think it's it's important to note that a lot of these artists are like Lars Ulrich, and so you got <laughs> to you gotta <laughs> account for the dissonance between the average working class metal listener and a multi millionaire like Lars Ulrich. Yeah. But uh, I just thought I thought I'd mention that. Then I have a few new new song things I'd like to touch upon as sure. well. Uh, Zeal and Ardor's dropped a few new songs. For, oh yeah, they, for upcoming they dropped an EP. Are they dropping or have dropped? They're dropping it. They've released a few songs. I've heard... And spoiler alert, the singles suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're really not good.
1: I thought one of them was I know, okay. I, I, I thought Vigil was okay.
0: Vigil was hard okay. Yes. But I, I'm sure... Like, me and Adam love Zeal and Arter. I've seen them twice, actually, live. Great bands. Really cool novel. Talk about important things, important issues, and whatnot. And this new album uh, is in support of BLM and the unjust killings of George Floyd and Bruno Taylor, as well as others. And I think that's a great cause. I think it needs to be talked about, especially in metal, which is a primarily white genre. Yeah. But, uh, oh man, these songs are just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, they are. Not great. So that's uh, that's always fun when you see an artist you love just release mediocre material.
1: Yes, it's classic.
0: And finally, uh, Adam, I don't know how much uh, trap metal you listen to. I've heard
1: the, um, not Lithuanian. Where are they? Where are they from? Oh,
0: the the. Uh, well, when I say trap metal, I mean like the edgy brand of popular SoundCloud rap that has screams and metal things Ah, uh, yes.
1: So not actually metal.
0: Well. It's called trap metal, or and for a reason. I just want to say, like the kind of the genre's biggest star, one of the genre's biggest star, Main, is releasing like a huge major label album in a couple weeks. Okay. And I think that Metal Injection also pointed out that it's it's important to note that this might be the future of mainstream metal, and that like this guy's uh, music video for the the lead single already has like two million views in like a I week. Know. And that's just those just aren't numbers you see on any other band ever in the genre. Yeah. And so it's important to note that while this might not necessarily be metal, that it appropriates the certain sounds of the genre and definitely the imagery of the genre yeah. and puts it in a nice like little package that people that are younger can enjoy. And I think it's cool at the very least. I don't know if I love it, but it's important to acknowledge that this might actually be what the future of mainstream metal is. Yeah, you're right. I'd recommend checking the song out. It's called Lazaretto. The video is so Marilyn Manson, so Slipknotty. It's it's wild, but I like it. I could totally see myself having fun with it in a live setting.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Sam, the vocalist of Fear Factory quit.
0: How do we feel? Dude! (laughs) I'm literally in tears right (sighs) Are we going to have a Fear Factory bit on this show? (laughs) Because, oh, dude, holy shit! I actually listened to the most recent Fear Factory album this week. Sorry, because I was like, I gotta understand what it sounds like, right? It's, it's no, it's so bad. It's like, it's so bad. It's the most tropey, quote unquote. I I just, I just hate it. I, I can't bring myself to enjoy it, and it's hysterical these legal issues. And you read this guy's quotes, and he's like. Yeah, I was mistreated by everyone else in the band for years. Uh, Dino Cazario is a greedy piece of shit. He just wants to use his likeness, whatever. And I just don't care. <laughs> They're going to keep coming <laughs> up, Sam. <laughs> Dude, we, yeah, we got to cover what's, what's new in Fear Factory news every single Actually. Week. I think it's hysterical, though, that these guys, like, to a younger audience like us, who don't really know their music, are just memes. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to look at, like, the older Fear Factory fans that, like, legitimately care about this and ask them how and why. Maybe we need
1: to find an interview <laughs>
0: interview oh. someone. Oh, no. Inter- Dude, that's it. We're getting Dino on the show. Dude, we
1: can get Dino on the show. He, needs- he probably needs the work.
0: <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, th- I thought that was hysterical. Yeah. Um, you mentioned upcoming releases. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, first of all, I forgot to mention... Um. We, here at PM Metal Guides, if you are a frequent reader of our content, you know that Doug Moore is literally um, our our little baby that we will never ever taint with a bad review. Um,
0: Doug Moore is our Jesus yeah, figure. Yeah, he
1: is who we, you know, will idolize forever and ever. And he just announced a brand new project with members from <laughs> Whoa, that's just an LSDM band out of nowhere new album november 29th glorious depravities ages of violence
0: well it's more like uh brutal osdm yeah
1: well whatever it is it's brutal it's really heavy and it's really good
0: yeah this is like a ridiculous all-star supergroup. like it's kind of (laughs) crazy and i was reading the little press release for these guys and it's so like over the top and looking at like OSDM which we kind of think of as like a a monkey genre in like an (laughs) academic sense and it's so funny but I mean like it's gonna slap slap. it's gonna be immensely solid I look forward to it I listened to the single and I was like is this real yeah (laughs) it's just so solid yeah
1: Um, so that's another band that is existing now Uh, so catch up on your woe and your puron and your sepitus and your weeping sores you know just do it.
0: I feel like we could honestly get Doug on this podcast. Who knows?
1: Maybe with time. <laughs> Maybe with time we may. Um, but yeah. Well, Sumac
0: album Friday. Oh
1: man, dude, I'm so I'm so excited. Did you
0: listen to the twenty minute long track they dropped? No. Is it they dropped a twenty when? minute long track today? today. Oh yeah. my
1: god. Is that the is that the self titled? Yeah, it is. Or the ti- yeah, the, the title track.
0: Yeah, may you be oh, held. It's Nineteen god. minutes and fifty three seconds. Oh team.
1: my god! Yeah, no. Um, I'm sure it's amazing.
0: I'm yeah, Sumac Aaron Turner do, can do no I'm
1: I'm sure it's nothing short of absolutely bewildering.
0: I, I mean, I I listened to the Iron Share today and I was just floored. It's so yep. solid. It takes it's so heavy. It takes it
1: takes half that track for there to be a single vocal, and I'm still intrigued.
0: Yes, I mean, we got to do, like, a deep dive on Aaron Turner one of these days, because it is phenomenal that this man has just gotten heavier and more experimental (laughs) as he's gotten older. Yep. Because that is not the No, it is not.
1: Um, So, yeah, we got Sumac. Um, We have, at least I know, there's a new Annalna Craft album, or Nathrak album coming out as well. Is that how
0: you pronounce it? Yeah, it's
1: Nathrak, not Nacrath. Nathrak, Annalna Craft. That's
0: bizarre. Yeah, uh, uh, AMG gave it a 4, so that's should yeah. be good. Um, Actually, I think they gave it a 4.5. Really? Shit. Yeah, um, yeah right. We got to check out the new anal Nark Thrap yeah.
1: album. Um, everyone's hated that thrash Band, uh, Six Feet Under. New album. Oh, my God. New album.
0: Dude, this is their 19th album. It's... <laughs> Why Chris Barnes? Why? Yeah. Um, don't listen to Six Feet Under.
1: Do not support. Please, thank you. Um, also, I saw this the other day. New Bon Jovi album coming out on Friday.
0: What? Oh, it's hey. called
1: Twenty Twenty.
0: <laughs> Who cares about Bon Jovi in fucking two thousand twenty? Clearly, he
1: does because he made a album about it.
0: Oh, gosh, I feel there's there are definitely some like underground darlings we're just missing. Um.
1: Well, Wait. new Corey Taylor.
0: I'm sorry. How could we forget the pariah of the <laughs> underground? Um,
1: there's also a new Bulb Archive coming out on Friday. What? New Bulb Archive.
0: Oh, Bulb yeah, Archive.
1: Yeah, Bulb Archive.
0: I will say, as I've listened to all of them, and just, they just do not work as albums. No, they don't. But I guess that's the point. Yeah, no, it's it's a
1: compilation. I mean, you know, they're, it's cool. It's cool. Jen. Like that's
0: it. It's cool instrumental gen. It's also cool seeing the uh, the songs that eventually made their way into periphery. Oh, songs.
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: Anything? I've, I I've, don't
1: think there's much else. Enslaved comes out. No, that's that comes out, out this um, this week. Uh yeah, this Friday. This Friday, yeah. I don't think
0: there. Maybe I'll finally listen. To I don't life. think
1: there's much else. I, I think it's kind of a a, a lull oh, week. This week was absolutely stacked. So. Well, yeah, no, like September twenty fifth was a rocking day for music, so it makes sense. New Sufjan. <sighs> Apparently, it's good. I've heard. Not, I've heard it.
0: New Machine Gun Kelly. What are we talking about? <laughs> I've heard me? it.
1: At, I read it as an experience.
0: I mean, I listened to like half of the title track, and I was like, you know what, this isn't music for me. Yeah,
1: fair enough. But uh, yeah, I think that's a, I think that about wraps it up.
0: In conclusion, New Deftones tones is pretty damn pretty
1: good. darn good. And uh, yeah, we'll be seeing you, I guess, next Thursday. On
0: is that when we're dropping these? Yeah,
1: it's when we dropped the first one. All right, we're might as well you a know, Wednesday review. Thursday podcast awesome well I have been Sam and I'm Adam and this was the
0: second episode of the PM Metal Guy podcast hi right.